This recording is from Fintech Nexus USA, formerly known as London Fintech USA, held at the Javits Center in New York City on May 25th to 26, 2022. It's from the track Embedded Finance, Every Company Can Become a Fintech, sponsored by Fiserv and is titled Use of AI Technology in Full-Spectrum Lending World. Speaking on the session are Justin Wickett from Informed, Michael Quinn from Capital One, with the moderator being me, John Syracuse, from the Bank On It podcast. Hi, everybody. Thank you for coming today. So today we have uh, Mike Quinn from uh, Vice President of Capital One and Justin Wickett, who is the co-founder and CEO of Informed.iq. So thanks for being here. I'm also the host of the Bank On It podcast, where I interview fintech founders and VCs. And I've been doing it for about seven years or so. And I also have a production company. So thank you for being here today. Thank you so much, John, for having <laughs> us. This yeah, is awesome. Us. <laughs> All right, good. So I actually wanted to start with this. So this is an interesting topic for me because I used to be in the car industry, right? And so it is full of opaqueness. It's unbelievable, even beyond just the lending aspect of it all. I mean, has anybody ever gotten anything installed at a dealership like leather or TV or anything like that and wonder why it costs like five or $6,000? <laughs> it's because the parts department marks it up 100% and they sell it to the service department and the service department marks it up another 100% and they sell it to the sales department and they mark it up 100% and then they mark it up another 100% for the finance department. So it's very opaque, right? And there's a lot of friction there. And what we're going to talk about today actually is, I'm actually curious, my first question is like, so it is full of opaqueness, right? And there's a lot of friction. How can AI and technology really fix that? Yeah, sure. I can take a first pass at it. Uh, so for folks who might not be familiar with Inform.iq, we automate verifications for 150,000 Americans applying for credit in the United States. We turn documents and data into decisions in the matter of seconds, not minutes. And we do so without exposing any lender information to, to people outside of the financial institutions organization. As it relates to opaqueness, I think that it's definitely a pain point. When we talk to full-spectrum consumers, Consumers applying for credit, they often tell us that they spend hours at these car dealerships trying to figure out what they qualify for. And what we found in the user interviews is it's not just the consumer that's left in the dark, it's the actual staff at the, the dealership who is not even sure really how the lender is going to account for overtime pay or bonuses or tips that a lot of these, these full-spectrum lenders uh, have. When, when we analyze these pay stubs, we see over 50% of these Americans have these forms of variable pay on their, their pay stubs. Mike, what are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, Mike Quinn, Capital One, uh, many of you guys would see Capital One as a, as a big uh, player in the credit card market. Uh, and we actually have a fairly large, uh, sizable um, auto finance portfolio as well. Uh, we're actually uh, the largest non-captive lender uh, in, the, in the United States. Uh, and so you know, working in this industry, um, it, it is very evident just the, the, the numbers of, of friction points that a customer would have to go through in order to secure an auto loan. Uh, and so in my role, I lead uh, our funding team at Capital One, which post-underwriting, you know, what we're trying to do is verify the identity of the applicants, the, you know, the, the, the actual asset that they have purchased in the form of the vehicle, any service contracts they have, may, may have purchased, as well as uh, their ability to repay, which comes into a form of verification of employment and income. And just the collection of all of these different documents from you know, a network of 16,000 to 17,000 different dealerships creates many degrees of freedom and creates a lot of friction points 
uh, with a customer. And, and I think it's not just opaqueness. I mean, what, what we find is the current process is also error prone and it's subject to bias. And that really ha- has impact. The, the errors associated with uh, people trying to review these documents, keen in information off of folks' pay stubs. We hear error rates of 10 to 15% of cases occur. And then as it relates to bias, we when, when, we, when lenders talk to us, they tell us that they gave their, their loan jackets to 10 different loan officers on their staff, and they got 10 different incomes calculated back. That's not that uncommon to hear. So again, a lot of subjectivity that results in MRAs downstream, matters requiring attention from the lender's regulators, uh, whereas AI brings a systemic approach to calculating applicant income and, and does so in real time without, without having to expose data outside of your organization to, to people offshore. Speaking of that inconsistency, Justin, I, I just did a, a fun exercise with my team where I, I got a bunch of uh, real pay stubs and I asked them to calculate exactly what the income is. I think we did it maybe with like eight or nine people. Not a singular person got like a, a same answer as someone else. So just that, that type of subjectivity manifested through human execution you'll just see inconsistencies all over the place. Can I ask, why is that? Why is it so inconsistent? I think it's because uh, it, when it comes to bank statements, you know, every bank categorizes things differently, transactions are labeled differently, and so when you're asking somebody to identify things, is, is this a recurring payment, is this a, um, is this a transfer, is this a deposit, you know, people will just kind of apply their own judgment when interpreting some of those mm. rules. And when humans apply judgment uh, over a series of bank statements uh, with you know, hundreds and hundreds of transactions, you're applying so many points of judgment and you just end up with different outcomes. Yeah, John, this is also a cyclical business. So we see during certain times of year, uh, loan volume spikes up. For example, during tax season, there's a lot of people using their tax refund checks to go out to, to make a down payment on a new car. And, and lenders, as a result, are having to staff up. And these new folks that they're bringing on to handle this sudden spike up in volume haven't necessarily undergone the full, full breadth of training. They're not quite sure how a lender will assess, their, their, their employer will assess overtime pay or bonuses or commissions. And, and it varies from, from lender to lender. So there's mistakes that get made. Uh, there's bias that gets introduced all the time. Actually, I'm curious. So like in a case of like 100 th- things that are reviewed, how many times does issues happen? Do issues happen within it? So, so we have on every single loan that we underwrite about um, you know up to twenty different tasks that you have to do, and then each of those tasks gets kind of bifurcated into wow. very binary outcomes, what we call baseline. So, you know, did the name match, the VIN number match, uh, the amount of finance did that match, what wow. was submitted, uh, and so it's a it's a you know when you add it up at the end of the day, it can become hundreds and hundreds of individual decision points. Uh, we do have a, a a pretty high kind of quality performing team, and we QA mm-hmm. everything, uh, so uh, we are able to to have accuracy, you know, maintained in the ninety eight percent range. But uh, it's very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and lenders. Uh they, they approach inform because 50% of the time their their loan jackets are missing documents or there were 
ancillary products that were financed in addition to the collateral, things like warranties or insurances that were purchased, where there was missing signatures or things were done in, in well, without regard to, to state, state regulations. And that slows down the funding process. So we're seeing more and more lenders leveraging AI to accelerate loan funding, to take advantage of software's ability to drive conformity and, again, systemically uh, streamline the, the loan origination process. Yeah, there's a speed element, Justin, that you talk about. I think it's really important, and consumers are expecting that more and more. They don't want to be sitting there in the, in the dealership or in the F&I office for four hours waiting for you to run a bunch of validations and checks in the, you know, behind the scenes. And so they, they want that speed. And in, without the AI, I think an experience could very typically be I'm sitting in a showroom late Saturday night negotiating the thing. Yeah, I'm already uh, just finalized on the price, on the structure, on my payments. And now you say, hey, do you have that pay stub? Do you have this particular document? And if we're not able to scan that right away and tell the dealer, hey, this is everything that you need to send to us, the, the dealership might not know that, and they are either then holding the customer up from driving away for mm. their brand new vehicle they're very excited about, or tell them, hey, can you actually come back on a Monday morning and, and give us what you need? And so having that, the, the technology up front really just not only uh, creates a lot of speed, but also erases a lot of the friction that's, that mm. could happen later down the line. And Mike, I'm actually curious as well. Like an F&I manager at a dealership selects which lender they want to work with, right? Correct. Do yeah. you feel you get more opportunities by having a better process as such? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. So, you know, mm. the auto market is is um, is a B2B market in which uh, very much is an auction house, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the dealership then selects which lender they want to ultimately send their contract to. Uh, and you essentially compete on the dimensions of price, on the dimensions of your experience, and, and your relationship with the lender. And so having... A, a product that is, you know, has the AI embedded where we are able to deliver that space, uh, the, the, the promise of speed. We're able to deliver the promise of confidence mm. by erasing that opaqueness, by bringing a lot of the information up front. Uh, it definitely helps and help us uh, as a lender to win those contracts. And uh, Justin, have you noticed that as well across your spectrum of clients? Yeah, absolutely. We, we see lenders embracing AI and software to digitally transform their origination process. Actually, really helps to drive improvements in not just efficiency, but capture rate. They're actually able to board more loans, loans that they might otherwise not have been able to. To, to, to illustrate by example, auto lending, credit cards uh, are underwritten based off of stated income for the most part. And when lenders go and verify income, on average, about 30% of these, these full spectrum uh, consumers applying for credit, we're talking about truck drivers, we're talking about construction workers, 30% will understate their income and they understate their income by on average $7,000. So these people aren't in some cases qualifying for access to credit or they're qualifying for access to credit but a much higher rate. So by being able to, to in real time leverage AI technology to verify applicant income, uh, you're able to actually improve capture rate in addition to, to freeing up your staff to focus on higher order functions like deepening the, the relationships with, with your network of dealers or what have you. Awesome. So if you look at it this way, the pandemic really sped up digital adoption, right? Like everybody needed to do it. You couldn't go into a physical location. Now, things like there are a lot of softwares that 
literally the time frame or timeline for getting 100% adoption went from like five years to like a few months, right? <laughs> and so do you find that that's what happened in lending, auto lending, maybe even not just auto lending, but all lending in general? Yeah, for, for sure. The pandemic in many ways has acted as a catalyst for a lot of digital adoption, especially in the car industry where a lot of it is more traditionally done. It's very fragmented. It's always have that old school mentality of let me get you in the showroom, grind you down. <laughs> I think, you know, the perception of or, or the reception of digital products, whether it's to, on the retailing side or on the financing side, it, it has accelerated. I'll give you an example. Uh, prior to the, to the pandemic in early 2020, late 2019, uh, we had seen the industry probably would send in 15% of their contracts electronically. And the ability to send the electronic contract was always there. It, it was just a very, very slow adoption. Mm-hmm. In the last two years, it went from 15% to 50% in today's world. So it, it really has really created that, that light of day for a lot of dealers to say, well, we really need these solutions, and frankly speaking, the customers on the other end, they're saying, I don't want to be sitting in a showroom where I might have a risk you know, of catching COVID or not, and just don't want to be spending that time that way. So uh, it certainly has helped a lot. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's just stopped with e-contract. I mean, for our business, what, what we're hearing from from lenders is that they want to make sure that their dealers are getting paid. And while the the, the retail installment sales contract, the RIC, uh, as was mentioned in, in another session done by the Upstart uh, team, th- while the RIC might be digitized, all of the, the, the other documents, the title documents, the book out sheets or appraisal guides, the state disclosure documents, all the ancillary product contracts. You think about uh, an auto loan, 70% of the time there's an additional warranty or insurance that's being financed alongside the, the vehicle, the collateral itself. So all those documents are still, well, they're just scans of PDFs that are being sent to, to the lender that need to be reviewed. And, and dealers, talking about opaqueness, are sitting there saying, hey, when am I going to get paid? And, and the consumer is wondering, hey, do I need to return this car? Is my loan good or not good? Like, what's going on? And, and so we're, we're, what we've seen in the industry is threefold. One, uh, these auto lenders want to straight through process. They want to automate not just the verification of income or the verification of identity or residence. They want to automate everything, the, the verification of all the ancillary product contracts, the book out sheets, the title documents, all that is prime for automation. So that's number one. Number two, we have seen a lot more applicants applying online to pre-qualify for for auto loans or whatever kind of loans, but that's really increasing the amount of fraud. We've seen some lenders have uh, that that are digitally native. They're they're online retailers. They have fraud rates of of well in excess of ten percent. Imagine ten percent of the people applying on your website or in your mobile app submitting falsified income documents. So that's a huge liability for a lender. And again, a huge opportunity to to take advantage of AI to automate the detection of fraud. And and the third observation that we've seen during this pandemic as, as uh, digital transformation has really taken a hold is the need for speed. Uh, SoFi, one of the, the financial institutions that Informed works with and, and processes documents on behalf of, SoFi had previously outsourced uh, manual data entry 
uh, for their income documents. They had people offshore keying in information off of income documents. And it would take them, well, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes to get back a response. And that just wasn't fast enough. In a digital world, consumers want information in real time. Uh, otherwise, they're going and shopping. Uh, so, so what we've seen with SoFi, SoFi ended up embracing the Inform platform, the Inform technology, because we were capable of delivering calculated incomes in accordance with Equal Credit Opportunity Act, fair lending laws, in the matter of seconds, not minutes. And that's because we're not reliant on people outside of the, the financial institution's organization who would otherwise have to key in information. Yeah, I mean, customers have been so customized to the Uber and the Amazon experience, right? And they, they're not going to wait around for two or three days to, <laughs> to get their loan finalized. And, and speaking of speed, you know, the other thing that is, is going to become more and more prevalent in industries, dealers want their money fast, especially in a raising interest rate environment that we're in now. They need that cash flow to be able to go back and, and buy more inventory. Mm. And they don't want to be floating that at more and more higher interest rates because that's costing them money as well. So on, on the vein of digital adoption, right? There are some technologies that if consumers, companies didn't adopt it, then they're not going to adopt it now, right? Like, so a lot of companies got 100% of their market, right? And they're not getting any new ones now because it's just, if you haven't adopted again during the pandemic, you're not going to do it now, right? Do you find the same thing in like lending, auto lending, or even lending beyond just auto lending? Yeah, I, I think you see some of that behavior just at least in, in our industry, auto is, is so fragmented, right? We work with 17,000 different dealerships. So you still see some of the holdouts that's not hmm. willing to adopt or maybe they're willing to try it but not adopt fully what we call evangelize in our digital products. And you know, the, the conversation that, that we have with them is, frankly speaking, these, these elements, these benefits of speed and transparency and confidence, you can pass on to your customers and if you don't adapt these technologies, you're going to be left behind, mm. right? And the auto industry is is going to consolidate, just like we've seen in the way that bookstores have consolidated, grocery stores have consolidated, banks have consolidated. I mean, that it's, it's coming. Mm. So in no way you feel like, example, like DocuSign, there's not going to be that kind of scenario where maybe with DocuSign, if you didn't adopt it during... COVID, in the beginning, you're not going to adopt it now. You're not going to need it now because you already have it, right? Yeah. You don't think that's anything to do with the technology in lending? Do you think there's a lot more to be, like a lot more growth to happen there? I think the, there, there definitely is um, a, a lot more. I think uh, some, of the, some of the lack of adoption, I think, is, is a very much a human-driven thing. It's lack yeah, of awareness okay. or just, just the, the lack of momentum to overcome that thing. Gotcha. But we... we we, we see that when we roll out our digital products that's infused with AI, a lot of our dealers may not upfront understand the value proposition and they may be hesitant understand. to move mm. on to the thing because they're so used to selling cars a certain way, faxing packages or mailing packages a certain way for many, many years. Mm. And so that change in behavior may not be as organically intuitive to them until understand. they see maybe the car dealership next door have done it and they're like, oh, wow, I'm not paying <laughs> 15 bucks an envelope to, to, to mail in packages to Capital One or to Ally, to whoever. Mm. And they're getting their money back a lot faster. So, oh, okay, so I see the value. So sometimes it's that tangibleness yeah. of, of the impact that actually is the thing that moves them. It also goes back to Justin's point before about how many additional things they need to start digitizing and adding AI to. Yeah. So it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. Yeah, it'll take time. 
on that point, uh, thank you for being here. We're going to end on that point there, unless anybody has any questions. So you talk a lot about AI, but from my knowledge and from a technical standpoint, it's breaking all the blockchain for the world process. Are AI efforts mostly focused on positioning, or is it on the documentation uploading data? Yep. Yeah, so uh, you're, you're absolutely right. The question was, uh, <laughs> Having to, to extract information from documents is a brutally painful process, and I couldn't agree anymore. Um, uh, it, is, it is brutally painful. It, it's a perfect application for computer vision, for neural networks, to, to ultimately automate what would otherwise have to be done manually. Inform started off with working with this large corpus of, of consumer loan information. Uh, we, we're a contributory database. We've got over 50 million of these documents in the database that we've processed on behalf of the lenders that we work with. I, I would say that um, uh, at this point, we, we, we started off with our customer's core problem, which is this is what they have coming in today. A truck driver applying for a loan, a construction worker applying for a loan, this is what they've got to work with, and, and they want to get access to the loan. So, so what we're enabling for is these consumers to ultimately be able to, to have a, a, a more streamlined, frankly humane process of getting the loan and ensuring that they're qualifying for the best rate possible, whereas in the past, certain income hasn't been counted off of the documents. It's, though, not, not where we're ending. Informed integrates, we partner with Plaid, we resell TrueWork and Truve and other consumer permission data, but ultimately our goal is to bring create a more, a more streamlined process for our lenders and meet them where they're at, uh, meet the industry where it's at to drive efficiencies. And Justin, Mike, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks, John. Thank you. Thank you for being here.